because we're live. <laughs> and we're live. And we're live. And we're live. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I know you didn't know we were coming because I didn't know we were coming that strong. <laughs> In living color. So do me a favor. Before we get into this thing, you know what it is. Share this out on your network. Let's start this thing off right. I want to make sure we're getting engagement. I know that everybody is not here yet, but let's get it going. I see some things moving over here on this side. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to Seven Generations Black. Seven Generations Black is the podcast powered to equip, inform, and clear your lens. Present you with a new perspective with my guy, Theo E.J. Wilson, H. Soul, Lethal, and Jice Johnson. And of course, I'm your host, Shay J. We are Seven Generations Black. Welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. You're in season two of Seven Generations Black. If you don't know, we are here for you every Tuesday, 4 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And this is a podcast for you. It's for the culture. So again, make sure you share this out. If you haven't had a chance, go over to YouTube. Find us at CTN Media because we're changing the narrative and we're doing it with you. Keep supporting independent Black media. Today's topic, like many topics, it of course requires a red pill alert. We're going to be talking about the sustainability of the black family, but I can't get into it without giving you, you know, the red pill alert. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. This is your opportunity to stop listening and tune out now. Well, if you do, the story ends and you wake up in your bed and believe whatever it is you, well, you want to believe. However, if you take this seven generations red pill, you stay here with us in a liberatory discussion and we show you just how deep the rabbit hole goes. You know what it is. The choice is always yours. Welcome to Seven Generations Black. Again, let me introduce you to my amazing panel. My guys from Shop Talk Live, Theo E.J. Wilson. What's up, bro? What's happening with you? What's happening? The Honorable Protector Initiative, the one and only Lethal. I see you with the legacy T. Always repping T's up. We start. We have to start getting you a T-shirt sponsor as much as you're doing with the T-shirts. Like you're in there. My guy from the Righteous Ranch Institute, H. Soul, and my partner in purpose, the one and only Black Business Initiative CVO, Jice Johnson. What's up? What's up? So today we're gonna get in there. You know, when we start thinking about this, if nothing else, the Obama showed us an amazing example of Black love on a national stage. They really, it was a beautiful thing for all of us to see. You know, we might not all agree with the politics, but the couple, the example that Black love exists in abundance, it was beautiful. It bombarded all the negative connotations, the stereotypes, the fatherless home, the divided Black man and woman. You show, we could see a woman and a man standing side by side, complimenting each other. But we know the family is complicated. We must now talk about it from a seven generational lens because you know that's what we're here to do. The black family. Is the black family sustainable? What does it look like? What is the future of the black family? And again, we already said the red pill, pill alert. Share this out in your network. Let's get into the conversation. I'm excited about this conversation. I think there's so many things, so many ways we can go with this. And first, just kicking it off and talking about you know, the sustainability of the black family. So when we talk about what is the black family, because now like, let's be real, when we start saying the black family, 
there's all these different ideas that are in the air. There's, there's so many different ways to look at them. What is the black family structure when we talk about it in this sense? <laughs> is there a black family structure anymore? Ooh. Red pill. Is there a black family structure? Is there any family structure? Is there is a black family structure? But is there a family structure anymore? Of course there are. Children can't raise themselves. Of course, there's a black family structure. It's just what our judgments of them are. That's what we're actually struggling with. Kids can't raise themselves. Somebody's going to the grocery store and getting their Fruit Loops. So somebody is raising these kids. And I think that we are grappling with, does the <laughs> nuclear family work for black folks? Is the fact that it is broken down for us um, all bad, or is it an opportunity for us to redefine what the black family looks like and perhaps recontextualize our families in our original context from the continent that was taken away from us? Come on now. So you have to understand that um, nuclear families as we know them in the Judeo-Christian sense are virtually non-existent pre-colonial Africa. Um, there's just, and, and the reason why this is relevant is because we're the oldest people on earth, like by several times, by five times. We are five times as ancient as anyone else on the planet. Meaning we had to figure this family thing out and whatever was working, worked fine, it lasts a long time, okay? And so uh, these opportunities are broken down, a lot of it due to oppressive forces. But now we're asking, what can we do with it? Are we trying to rebuild what was lost or should we take this opportunity to recreate something that is more effective given our new variables. Hmm. Well, now yeah, I'm going to get on some important things. And go ahead, Dice. Now, I was also going to say, I think you, you mentioned like pre colonial. Um, and I think even after that, like the circumstances that we were under kind of made it where we didn't have that, you know, that westernized idea of family. Um, and, and I grew up in that family structure. My parents have been married, headed on yeah. 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I've had some amazing examples of two people who have been able to not only um, walk through life together, but also raise children together and build wealth together, um, generational wealth together. But, uh, you know, I also think about that space of like, every, you know, we got aunties, we got cousins, right? We got, uh, you know, extended family members. We got family members. We're not quite sure how they fit in the family, right? Um, <laughs> all of those things where, you know, there's, um, you know, my kids being here in Colorado, they see Shay more than they see their actual auntie. So when I say, auntie, they're auntie Shay, like, oh, auntie Shay, I'm like, no, actually, my, my sister. <laughs> uh, you know, so I think that we've had that dynamic for so long, simply from the way that the plantations were, um, that mm -hmm. movement shifted us around and we had to create family where we could, uh, where we could and how we could. Absolutely. And I think that's just an important part, especially with us, you know, being seven generations black and how we started to speak on this. This I even identifying that black people, we have been a people of family. A lot of people have became family out of circumstance, you know, or out of how they have taught us or came in in positions and fulfilled them. And so I think black people as a whole, we've always recognized that and really kind of created what family looks like for us. And um, how can you have structure when most families are broken? How can you have structures when most families are broken? Broken, I think that's kind of what we're talking about. What what yeah. makes a broken family? Broken in, broken in the definition of what? Because 
uh, Great White America has defined a broken home as a home where the mother and father are not there, not married, right? One partner is gone. That's a broken home, but that doesn't mean the family doesn't have any structure. There's often, there's going to be a family structure regardless. Remember, children can't raise themselves. So something's going on. If the kid is alive, there's a structure there. It may not be optimal, but there's a structure there. So now we have to figure out what the proper way to restructure the family is and for maximum efficiency. And do you want to have the hard conversations about what that really, really looks like? No. Maybe that's the question. Well, I mean, we should have that conversation, but black folks don't really want to have that conversation. Why don't they want to have a conversation, they so? Why don't they want to have it? Because they are caught up in the Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, love affair, romantic, Bill Cosby, Cosby Show, Cinderella. Listen, let's be very clear. The current structure of family does not work for white folks, much less for black folks. Uh-oh. All black folks are doing, they are simply aping the culture of the people that owned them and dominated them, and it doesn't work for them. But mm-hmm. we still operate and expect for this type of family structure to work for us. And then we function with each other and we get angry at each other and we we label each other based upon our failure to live up to these unrealistic ideas of of the ideal family, when in truth, it was always bullshit. The nuclear family was always bullshit. Listen, if the nuclear family wasn't always bullshit, then tell me why is there a word in English for mistress? Why does mm. why does the word even exist? Why is it edified inside mm. of that language? It's edified inside of that language because it always existed. More than one partner has always existed in European society, but when it's outward facing or it, it shows the veneer of this nuclear family, it's a lie to them. Much so so what would it be for us when we're trying to attain it? And so because of that, we are caught up into this negative cycle of trying to live an ideal that is just pure fantasy. So I think you hit on so many things, and I, this is why we read the red pill alert. So those of you that are triggered or red pill, this is why we hit on that. Um, when you start to say that, you know, what we what we reimagining what love looks like and reimagining what works for you and re- really reimagining that. How do how do we look at that in a seven generational lens to start identifying what that family structure can be in order to thrive, in order to be in a space where people say this is something that we can build off of generations to come? What does that look like? So I would say that we need to be, begin building our families and stop and and lethal. This this is right up lethal's thing. We need to build our families as survival structures structures where they are optimal for our survival and that is collective that's what they were that's what they were for us on the continent that's what they were for the indigenous people here that's what they've been for indigenous people all over the planet is that they are survival structures not romantic structures if you even look at the word romance the romans (laughs) they didn't even really i mean these are the same people that build gymnasiums so we can't <laughs> use that as our foundation for the way that we should function to build family, right? The Romans were 
if you look at what romance was, it was just to entice women into a system of oppression, which was Ooh. that's all it was. Flowers, candy, yeah. songs, poems. That was all just until you got to wedding night and she became your property. So yeah. what are we emulating when we even pick up, oh, I want him to be more romantic. All you're saying is I want him to bullshit me some more until I give up the panties. And then when that happens, he better take care of me. And then, right, there's a whole host of ideas that go. Lethal, I want you to piggyback on what Soul was just saying. I would would love to hear your take, especially with you. Let me ask you this. What does it mean right now for better or for worse? What does that mean in the black family structure? what does that even mean? Does that hold any weight? <clears throat> okay, so I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little bit, um, I don't know, horse, whatever the case may be. But <clears throat> I think before we can talk about that piece, what it means for better or for worse, I think it's important to uh, take a look at those external influencers that are impacting why families are broken and why in my opinion, for better or worse, don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I jotted down a couple of what I think are some influences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth estate. We all know what the fourth estate is. So the fourth estate, so, so there's four estates with regards to a democracy or government, right? Or governance of a society, right? It's mm-hmm. the noble class, it's the clergy, it's the, the, the commoners, and then for us here in this society is the news and the media. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, the left hand, right, we always talk about how black people, especially the black family, black fathers, black mothers, right, have all these negative stereotypes associated with them, right? Black fathers, we are some dogs. Black mothers, you are some welfare queens, and our black children are just lawless. You understand what I'm saying? That's on the left hand, right? But then on the right hand, they show us all these fucking soap operas. And we want to emulate that shit. And we don't take into consideration that maybe that's just some propagandized bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? But we can't have it both ways, right? And so we have to be honest with ourselves and take a look at those things that we have allowed to influence us. You see what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you a story. We in Shop Talk, we did this topic, right? About stereotypes that impact the relationship between a black man and a black woman, right? We did it here in the DMV, okay? We showed, right? And proved based off of data, hard data from organizations that we know as a community have not been friendly to us. I'm talking about the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Census Bureau, right? And what they revealed is this, okay? 90% of black people, when they get married, they marry black people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 90%, right? Right, and I'm not knocking our sisters. I'm not knocking our sisters, right? But the sisters who were present, right? All they wanted to focus on was the fucking 10% that are shown to them in the media, 
the fourth estate, which has a role and a purpose to play in breaking our will to have the family structure that we need to survive in this enemy's territory. You understand what I'm saying? And no matter how much all of us brothers in Shop Talk DMV who are either dating and or married to a black woman, the sisters who were present didn't give a fuck about that. What they chose, right. to do, hold on, hold on. What they chose to do was this. And I heard this the other day from the sister of Vicki Dillard, right? What she said was this. We major in minor and we minor in the major. Well, what she meant by that was 90% of us, when we marry, we marry each other. But all we want to focus on is 10%. Somebody please tell me, when has 10% ever been greater than 90%? You better come through, Lisa. So why are we you know, if you live in Denver, you see the eight, you see all the time. But it's not even that because you're right. Denver is its own special place. But can the propaganda is real though because that number, that ten percent number, is going up. That ninety percent is going down, mm -hmm. and that trend is happening, and it's happening because of the propaganda in media. Wait, what? Wait, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, H. I understand that, right? But we spend so much time complaining about the, I'm giving 20%. We spend so much time as people allowing ourselves as black men and black women to be divided, arguing over the fucking worthless 20% instead of praising and honoring and digging up the worthy 80%. I think the reason why, I think I can answer the reason why. The reason why black women and and the greater black community have an issue with it is because I'm sure if you look at the 10% that are choosing to marry outside, these are the most upwardly mobile of this no. ain't, this no. ain't, you know, no. no, I'm saying that's what they no. see. That's what we see. Yeah, no. they see Kanye, they see- Define to uh, me what you mean by upwardly mobile, because I'm gonna tell you no. right now, the statistics no, I, I quote to you, the statistics I quote to you, right? Lito, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's any, I'm saying whether there's truth to it to it or not, what I'm saying is that the 10% that they show, they ain't showing a crip gang members marrying white women. What they're showing <laughs> are people who are successful in society in order to achieve, achieve that success. So black women are resentful of the fact that if you look at a lot of these football players, you look at the basketball players, you look at the entertainers, they have a higher percentage inside of those groups of black men marrying white women than you do in the greater society. And that's a reason to have and take issue with black men for making that choice. I don't, disagree with, you on that. I don't disagree with you on that. I don't disagree with you on that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change the fact that that is coming from the fourth estate. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's yes. what makes it propaganda is because it's influencing a thought process and a pattern. Yes. It is influencing the idea that white ice is colder, white women are better, black women are inferior. It, it, and it is saying that in order for you to reach this level or when you reach this level, the yes. next thing you need to have on your arm is Becky yeah. or Karen. <laughs> or Karen. Karen Beckenberg. <laughs> and I think you guys are hitting into the next place where I want to go with this because I think you're hitting something huge when we start thinking about it. So I'm so glad you brought that point up because a lot of the times that's what we're looking at. We're saying 
the the bulk of you know when our black men do get obtain a certain amount of wealth, a lot of women don't have access to these men, black women especially. So when we start talking about what it looks like financially and to build legacy. This is when you start looking and rolling your eyes and snapping your neck a little bit when you see that this is going right back to the white neighborhood immediately because he's married into the white family. Let's add another dynamic on because I just heard him say I disagree and I want to hear his dissent, but. But let's yeah. add another layer onto that, right? Because black women are elevating themselves with or without men, like Boom. right. So we're we're more educated. We're starting more businesses. We're elevating. I'm in the singles group online. I literally asked about how men felt about black women who were CEOs and bosses, and it wasn't every black man. But when you talk about like where you put your focus, right? There were a significant number of black men who were like, oh, well, she want to be a man. I don't need that. I'm not looking for a leader. As long as she don't throw, she's a boss up in my face. I'm like, what What does any of that mean? Like, where is the mentality of black men? Okay. The black women? Can we stop? Can we stop yeah. calling these boys men and call oh. them what they are, males? So there is a male and a man. Okay. Let's 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 stop calling these boys men, right? Yes. As a man, I take offense to a boy being put in my category. Woo! Wait, do me a favor. Everybody needs to you to stop what you're doing. Share this out on your network. Hey. Your conversation gets good. You're dropping something. Stop doing that. I I'm with that. And I think that's a very key distinction. And that is a super key distinction. And I think it's hard to make that distinction at times because of the way that we see adulthood. And and, and yeah. I, that can go into so many different layers and levels because we're oftentimes, we're not healed. We haven't matured. We haven't done a whole lot of things, but yet we are adults. So, Jice, I would want to challenge you on this idea that black women have made it because they've made it on their own. Like, if, I, I want to be very clear about this. They have made it because of the gains that we made as a people through the civil rights era, which had black men shedding their blood and, and getting bit by dogs and foregoing. So black women have done it no more on their own than black men have done it on their own, whether that means climbing the corporate ladder or what is that, whether that means ending up in prisons. So I would be mindful of this language that black women have done it on their own and they, we the most educated because black people as a whole were getting water hose. We were getting bit together. We picked cotton together. We did all that together. So there's no need feed into the language that somehow black women have miraculously by themselves without the black man raised themselves up into the positions that they occupy inside of white society. And that's our new reflection from Theo E.J. Wilson. You to uh, have another contribution to the to the conversation. So wait, I stand corrected because I didn't mean it in that in that in that way. You're absolutely right on that. So I stand corrected. What I will say, or or the way that I'm really framing it is, when we're talking about that dynamic, right? So when we when we are looking at the dynamic of black men and black women, and where there's this divide, and you see the rise of black men, and 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 again, it's not everyone, but what's being highlighted in the media and what is being put in our face are prominent black men with Becky. And what I'm saying is that what is that black women are also building their own prominence. And so in terms of college education, which 
I don't count that for shit. So let me just say that. But in terms of 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 American standards, right? Black black education, uh, um, uh, college degree of degree obtaining, uh, climbing corporate ladders and starting businesses, black women are, are and have yeah. shot past, past black men, right? So there's this rise of what it looks like to be a black woman. And when we talk about that divide, that prominence that black women are gaining has been a source of contention between the yeah. black and the black women. Yes. Okay. Can I, can I please hop into this? Yes, will you please see OJ? What's up? We'd love to hear from you. And remember, I want to go down this route too of how we create legacy. We've got the great legacy and finances and what that looks like. Go ahead, okay. so, Yeah, so she said contribute something else besides musical selections, and here I go. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> First of all, um, so the reason why those insecure brothers were speaking like that is because it's very interesting. The things that attract men. Uh, are are not things that men have. You feel me? Like we're not attracted to power, status, and achievement like that. We're attracted to biologically speaking, like firm asses and like feckin' wombs. That's what we like. You know that? Feckin' wombs. Listen, are we taping this? My right. name is feckin' wombs up in this mug. Straight up. Go ahead. W. This is black, everyone. And 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 that is and that is by. By design. So what we see is that there's this cultural push for black women to achieve a worth that is traditionally defined in the terms of masculine energy achievement. You see what I'm saying? It's an energetic thing. Now, what these brothers need to understand is that masculine and feminine exists in both genders, just what it is. Absolutely. And so that doesn't need to intimidate you. What you need to understand is that, like, if that is a person who is securing that part of the legacy, you need to go ahead and hook your uh, uh, cart to that individual and then do your best to keep yourself strong and worthy to be hooked to that individual. You see what I'm saying? So uh, that's no excuse to be a Rudy Poop. You still got to do your thing. You still got to like climb. Um, what I think black women are unconsciously trying to do is call forth the broken masculinity in men. They're trying to call it forth. They're trying to like literally evoke it out of us so that we like, there's a certain women you can't be with unless you are intentionally about stepping your game up. You can't even step to them. And if you feel that challenge, you should embrace that challenge and rise to that challenge because it's only going to make you better, right? Not uh, hide it of all this toxic bullshit excuses that are really just covering up the fact that your fucking intelligence intimidates you. Just say that shit. Or read a book, my nigga. Or that. See what I'm saying? So... What that means is that if, if she's the one at this point in time securing the funds for seven generations, if she's the one that can get that going, then do that. My father, before he started A Private Guide Incorporated, was laid off from Lockheed Martin. So for like four or five years, my mom's was the only one making money, right? While he was building his business, which is now in the Hall of Fame in Colorado. Right, largest black-owned tour guiding service in the Rocky Mountain region. Right, that's the legacy that I come from. But before that shit, he, my father, still showed his masculinity in the fact that he was the wisest and strongest one in the house. That's what it was. See what I'm saying? Like he's the one who kept structure for the kids. Like me, like me and Sydney, we just knew what it was. Right. 
With my dad not making a dime, he was still the man of the house because of who he is. And if you're not ready to be that guy, then you won't actually have the character to become the breadwinner again. You see what I'm saying? And that's what you need to look at. And if black women's success is challenging that, step up to the fucking plate. Embrace that challenge. Let me add something to that uh, real quick. Let me add something to that, right? Um, you mentioned adulthood, and I kind of cringe with that, right? Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, Leo. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> to enter into adulthood, all you need to do is, is reach a certain age and take care of certain society-established responsibilities, right? That doesn't make you a man. And there's a difference between adulthood and manhood and adulthood and womanhood. You see what I'm saying? And what I'm getting at is this. I think we as a people need to basically disconnect from, you know, this societal structure, right, as Mm -hmm. best as we can and go with what's in here and never forget and pay attention to I don't want you to think I'm pointing to Jay-Z. I'm going to do this hand. Never forget and pay attention to our elders and ancestors who paved the way for us to get to where we are. And we need to use them as examples as opposed to relying on data and information and images and propaganda that's shoved in our face from an enemy, right, that we know we cannot trust, right? If you know that we cannot trust this enemy of ours, but yet you are allowing this enemy to influence you. What does that say about you? So I agree with that. Um, I agree with all of that. But I also think that there is an underestimation, not that you're necessarily underestimating, right? But there's an overall underestimation of propaganda. Like if you're aware of propaganda, it's easy to see. It's easy to spot. You can sort of filter through that, right? When you're not even aware of propaganda, I think we don't even necessarily recognize like how much of a, an effect that it has. Um, even if you don't get propaganda, like even if you take a 101, two, well, maybe a 201, 301 level marketing class and understand why branding and marketing is this multi, multi-billion dollar industry, why it matters for McDonald's to stick a billboard on your drive home, like how much that influences the way that we think, then it's easy for us to, you know, just kind of toss to the wind, like you should know better, right? And so it even hurts people's feelings when I, I'm, when I say things like, you know, only a fool will let your enemy uh, what's Malcolm said? Only a fool will let your enemy educate your children, right? And then you see all the people who got their kids in public school. It's like there's a part of you that has to cut that off because that cuts so deep. And you're like, oh, I can't really, you know, like mentally, I think we do some of those things to protect ourselves and to protect the state that we're in. So it's not that you're wrong, but I think sometimes we give too much credit to what we should be able to do because our human behavior says that we're not able to do that. Well, see, we need to be aware because that's called the backfire effect. And if anybody out there doesn't know what the backfire effect is, you should look that up. Yeah, I, I think to Jice's point, though. Yeah. We all know until we all don't know until we know, right? And when you know better, you do better. And so I think to Jice's point, and I just saw this 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 show on Netflix around social media and how much we are uh, drawn into to uh, our telephones and right. And how it's tapped into our reptilian brain, and how 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 little uh, 
like the goal of the goal of, of media is to pass by your frontal lobe all together mm -hmm. and go right, right go right into the subconscious so we can't you know it's very difficult to hold a, a a society to a higher standard of what you should be woke and you know this is what a man looks like and da 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 if there's no counter messaging to help you know draw people out of that and let's be very clear uh i grew up and came of age in the 90s so that's dr amos wilson that's dr john henry clark that's mm -hmm. That's Naeem Akbar. That's Chris Wilson. That's right. Marimba uh, Ani. There was a plethora of black media that was waking and 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 built to wake up and and inform that population of people yeah. that, for the most part, is has disappeared now. And so, or mm -hmm. should I even say better, say it's dissipated because there's so many channels now. Yes. Yes. People to, to to fall into, and so. I I would be it's it's very easy to and, and I agree with Jice in this point. It's very easy for us to over critique a people who have been inundated and targeted so massively by the 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 machine uh, where we have to we have to, to to give grace to each other in that sense. It, it is all I would add to that. I don't disagree with anything though. I think that's good. You guys have also some um, some some key points because we know we have viewers that are tapping in from one area and someone's on a different level. And so this is why we have all these different perspectives. And we hope we're starting to shift some things around in your mind and just think about what this looks like. When we start to think about, you know, is it the black family, uh, is it sustainable? What does it look like for us to really start building legacy? One of the biggest things when we talked about seven generations was how do we create legacy? How do we create generational wealth? And you know, one thing I, I really realized when I was younger, I seen a lot of those strong ethics where I seen a lot of black families that were like, this is, you know, this is our black business and then we're gonna pass it down and then we're gonna do this. And there were all these things that were happening. We don't see that as much now. We know media plays a big part of the portrayal of that, but how do we start to look at legacy and finances and putting it together? And maybe if it's not in the general family structure, but in a different structure that we deem necessary for survival, how do we start looking at that? So let me let me just get a clarification on the question. Are does this conversation presume that the only way to build seven generations of wealth is if you are with a black woman and not a white woman? Or is is that you want to go? Well, so I don't know what type of conversation you're trying to have now. Oh, I know is that all the black organizations in Denver was high-fiving and clapping and doing the the, 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 the molly wop when we had a councilman who had gentrified his own bedroom, but yet he was able to be everywhere and anywhere and held up as the black pentacle. So I'm saying, can we be consistent here? If we white women, then let's not shade homeboy. But if, we, if we're if we saying that the black family matters, then why are we, uh, you know, promoting or, you know, high-fiving or saying, yeah, this is this is awesome when, when that occurs. Let's just, can we get some consistency on definition, please? Yes, black family. The I black family, thank you. Right. I am the black family. <laughs> and I'm seven generations black. This is about the black family. Okay. So whatever that looks like for your family. So those, the children are considered black, right? Right. So that's a mixed family. That's mixed. Oh, 
I don't remember. See, black people don't do that mixed shit. We just call them light skinned cats that show up in the schoolyard, right? We don't say, oh, you're mixed or. No, they're mixed. They have the white lady in the house. So that's a mixed realistic, though, man. We never considered nobody who was mixed to be other than black until like the last two decades, bro. Like yeah. black people always been in inclusive categories since the plantation. You can read Frederick Douglass's writings on that, who himself was the son of the slave master. You see what I'm saying? Like if and you married a white woman, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we're we're not gonna do that route anymore, okay? Right. I was but, like, you can't just throw that out there, especially but, with people but, who don't know. I take that back. Continue. Specifically, I'll that right there. mixed people have not been considered anything other than black because white people wouldn't let them in. Let's be clear about that. If you was a mongrel, you were mud people if you were mixed. You see what I'm saying? There was a law that said a black woman and her progeny are slaves, no matter who fathered it, the prize. So this is how we got all these colors. You see what I'm saying? Like that's why my just came up. I'm two percent sweetest or some shit. I didn't think that. You know what I'm saying? But apparently, one of the freaking colonizers had some sweetest blood, and you know that's where my nose is pointy. But the but 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 the bottom line is that like <laughs> we have to figure well, out. And so I think wait, I was having the separation. Let me just be clear on this real fast. So the separation that I was creating was. We were talking about the black family. Now, when you enter a white woman in the black family, for me, that's a mixed family. Not the kids, but this family is now mixed because it's a black man, a white woman, and some black kids. So, so that's a mixed Or the other way around. We're saying that a black- Or the other way around. If we're saying if the children are black because they have black in them- They're black, we know that. Wouldn't the white woman be black too since she's technically no, had- no. Shut the hell up with that. Shut up, that's crazy. <laughs> Right. So I I I would I would just keep <laughs> he just he just put off your raw together like that. Um we've had enough Rachel Dolezals and all of her proteges popping up since Ooh, right, right, um, yeah. right, get it together, sir. That's what somebody said to you. Like get it together. Yes, get it together, so <laughs> um well, I, so I keep saying this because wait, let me see, let me see who uh, who put. I think it was Misha. She said, um, "Look, she said when he dies, he take bam." Wait, wait, that's the part. That's that the part. Bam. Okay, so here's the thing. I I keep trying to say I already did a whole thing about Becky being bad for the bottom line. Here's the thing. I always have because I keep it real. This I when I talk about black families, I'm talking about a black man, a black woman. That's what I'm talking about. Or if you don't subscribe to men and women, black women, black men, whatever. Yeah. But I'm talking about black partners and their black children. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I know, uh, uh, first of all, living in Denver, you cannot. And then also, um, previously, I lived in uh, a Tacoma area. Uh, so up in like Seattle, Tacoma, there's a lot of mixed couples out there as well. So I know a ton of mixed couples. And it becomes this sore spot, right? And so I just stick to what I stick to what I stick to, which is my convictions about black families and 
being built in that space. But I always respect people where they are, right? So I can respect you and I can respect your family and I can respect whatever it is that you've built, right? But when I'm talking about what it looks like to build seven generations black, I'm talking about a black man and a black woman. Come on now. That being said, Becky is bad for the bottom line. And there's a difference between Becky and Brad. And I think those things are important in terms of legacy. So if we're gonna address legacy, First, let's talk about the fact that reparations is now a hot topic in the current landscape. As they are continuing to promote biracial relationships everywhere. So who is controlling the dollars in the instance that a black man, black woman split? Because here's the thing, we talk about black women being left without black men, but statistics actually show that black men leave white women in equal numbers. So really there's an issue that black men have to heal around relationships and women have to heal around relationships because I saw Saul's indignation. But but black men are not, even if black men are getting into relationships with white women, black black men are not necessarily staying in those relationships. So the divorce rate is still relatively high in that space, right? So then what is happening is you have white women who have control of black children. If we were to go down the route of um, of American descendants of slavery or foundational black Americans, when we're discussing the, t- the idea around reparations, who would then be entitled to control reparations for those black kids? White women. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jack. But white women would have a significant amount of control of reparation dollars over black children. Let's start with that. I would say that, I would say the black parents should have because like realistically I think that's obvious like I don't give a fuck it, what what goddamn Swedish Slavic German American parent they have that ain't ADOS you that ain't foundational I think the foundation that actually should be written and codified into whatever reparation law come down. But that's not that's not what, accurate. If your father is foundational Black American or a, 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 an American descendant of slavery, you are in fact an American descendant of slavery. Right, and whoever gets the damn reparations inheritance should be decided by the parent who is part of that lineage, not the non-lineage parent. Just that's what I have to say about that. But wow. I think yeah, but Jice, Jice, I I want to validate your point here. Um, just as a man, you know, we look at about like 70% of divorces are initiated by women, you know what I mean? It's a little bit higher in the white community than it is in ours, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Soul brings up a great point. Like that divorce and split his bucks is a great hustle. Like all you have to do is have some guap and a nice rear end and have a couple kids and then you get half a million dollars of like that's that's the shirt for next week, by the way. I'm sending it out there. Ready for it. <laughs> that's all you gotta have. Some of this. That's it. Dollars. That's a sweet ass hustle. You know what I'm saying? So as long as the system rewards that, then we are actually at a disadvantage oh. interracial crossover. You can look at this. Dr. Dre is losing some foundational black wealth. He don't care. He don't care. It was blood money anyway. So, but the, the, the point, the point is, I'm sorry, I, I see you, um, uh, uh, my sister. Go ahead and ask the question before I say something. <laughs> no, I think we, we're. I think that we there's more in this than we had even anticipated when we started even thinking about the foundation of what a family is 
what the structure is. Is it still a black family when we insert white, when we insert kind of white, when we insert whatever white? You know, there's, there's so many questions in that aspect. So I think when I started looking at two, one thing so that hit me really big in the beginning is when you started to talk about, you know, we are trying to be on a system that was not made for us. We're playing a game that was not fit for us to play. You know, it's like, it's just like if you come with checker pieces and this is a chessboard and, you know, all those things, it has to fit to make sense. So when we start looking at infidelity, infidelity monogamy, um, poly uh, polygamy, uh, and just looking yeah, at those threads. Yeah, she didn't want you to say, I don't know about no bird <laughs> Whatever, that, that other shit that. Yeah, but all that other shit y'all be doing. Uh, <laughs> I, I told you, that was self conscious shame. <laughs> how do we now, how do we look at this and how do we have a structure that lasts and how do we have these conversations so that we're having honest conversations? I think the biggest problem is that, like you said, we've been, everything has been sped to us about what we should like, what we should accept, how this marriage certificate should look. I remember one of the things I would say a long time ago was that. I didn't, the government had never been for me, so I didn't want to get married on paper. Like, I wanted to sit down with my business consultant, my business lawyers, because they're the only people that have ever had my back. And that's how I want my contract to look. I'm jumping to her own side. Who are you marrying? No one's going to marry you like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's my reality. But how, how do we start to look at this when we say, you know, family structures are losing, but they're losing because they're playing a game that wasn't meant for them to play? How do we get them in a space of finding what works for them and then being able to say, Hey, if we had some bumps along along the road, it doesn't mean we call the quits. Well, black people shouldn't even be talking about getting married right now. And until get to the point where you we done them all life. Life. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> until we get to the point where we've done some healing. Because what we really do is take our trauma and then we double the trauma and then we wonder twins activate our trauma and create loud ass kids right and so <laughs> with arm action today listen i'm learning i felt, I felt that in my soul like right? <laughs> are you pointing fingers at people what is going on somebody just called it and i love it they called it trauma bonding and that's oh, what into doing right now when we couple with each other is that like I don't know if any of you have seen this right now but there's this there's this theme or trend happening on social media and TikTok where you have grown men who are getting fed their dinners to them by by black women and they're sitting there and they're just sitting there and the woman is he's like I want chicken now and she picks up the chicken and puts it in his mouth and he bites y'all ain't seen that shit no. no. Oh man. No, man. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that damage. Like that's we're so injured and hurt as a people that my uncle would say, if we if white folks disappeared yesterday, we would need a good 200 to 250 years to decolonize because mm -hmm. all we would do is replicate the plantation over and over again. And the same is true for relationships. And, act, <clears throat> and actually, if you study uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Francis Cress Welsing uh, and her mentor, they will tell you that black people shouldn't even talk about the fact that they're married because marriage happens between two sovereign individuals who have their own space, their own, they control their lives. Right. And so anybody else that's doing that is just playing house. 
right? Mm -hmm. You don't control shit, right? And to your point, uh, uh, Shay, you got to go downtown to some white folks to verify, right? That's that's all pretend. That's house. So black people are just in house right now. And And it's a revenue stream for the government. So like Vicky said, it was all a dream, right? (laughs) Clear about that. And let's I think that we should spend a great deal of our time focusing on decolonizing ourselves uh, to Lethal's point. And to that degree, why? So let's be clear. I had my first marriage. I had my children. Yeah. What's the value now of me marrying a particular person of a particular race when I'm not going to have children then? What type of, you know, Jice has said loud and clear to anyone coming anywhere within a hundred yards that she ain't having no more kids. So if you ain't got no kids, don't even get in my inbox. It's not happening. Can't even have drinks. So, so, so let let, let me, let me try to do something here, right? Because in order to decolonize ourselves, one of the institutions that must be decolonized is marriage in and of itself. And, and that is and that is that is one of those interesting things because so you know I'm literally with my queen right now, you know what I'm saying? And um, I feel that there is a spiritual component to this where it does take place between two souls, right? It does take place between two hearts. And um, like, like, okay, so we don't have the, the, the power that white folks have and we don't have the leverage and the ownership and the property and shit like that. But on a deeper level, all that shit's an illusion anyway. Ownership is an illusion in a universe where we all die and give it all back. This is a fucking library. You know what I'm saying? So let's be real about that all like, the more, like, on, on, on the realest level, I'm being as real as I can, right? My daughter in the next room is a real person, right? And me and my queen's DNA is married in every cell of her body. That's facts. Okay? And so what goes on in this household is that I've used this relationship as one of my greatest growth tools ever. You see what I'm saying? Because how successful I am in this relationship is diametrically correlated to my ability to gain self-mastery and execute on love and forgiveness, right? And that stuff held slaves together. If you read the story of Charles Ball, the man who escaped his captors and then went and like ran 500 miles to his family, this dude was property. But that spirit marriage in him compelled Charles Ball to do all of that. Then he went back and freed more of his folks. He was the male Harriet Tubman. They don't talk about him, right? Yeah. But you notice, Phil, you got to go about 200 years, 300 years back because we were more of a liberated, conscious people when we walked off the plantation than we are today. And that is a a sad irony. That is a sad irony. And that all has to do with our inner strength, right? One thing that I do on my hard days is I think, what would one of my literal sugarcane cutting ancestors from Jamaica make of this day that I had, right? Because my because my, my folks were taken to the, to the island in my male bloodline, right? My mom's ADOS, but my, my, my daddy's folks is like islanders, right? 
and they had a different kind of slavery in, in Jamaica. And I always think about the spirit that was left in them. And that's where we got to turn to, to a certain extent, because that freedom that the slaves had understood that the systems that the white man had was ultimately illusions anyway, right? That's that African spirituality. They understood that all of this stuff was temporary. And by the time that they got to the point where they was ready to die for their freedom and run for their freedom, they was free inside long before they made that move. That's right. And we can bring that to the table and understand that this matrix shit and we either be Neo or we die. That's right. That's a great. And that, that, that goes back to the propaganda because it's a capturing of your mind, right? right. So, right. like, your body is capable of and taking on enormous amounts of things. It's what happens in your mind, right? So when you right. when you think about somebody, um, um, I don't know why her name just left me. You know the the um, Kardashian, woman, huh? Kim Kardashian, huh? Really? I never think about her. <laughs> um, the woman, uh, I don't know why her name has left me right now, but the woman who um, was put on display, she had the. Oh, the um, Sarah Bart. Yeah. Thank you. I could not remember her name for nothing. But, you know, when you think about that, right, like she died of, of sadness and heartbreak, right? Like it's not. And then you have people who lived for years and years and decades on the plantation under heart, you know, these incredibly harsh conditions. It's not necessarily what the body can take. It's when they break your mind. Right. And I think, you know, um, what's happening. And, and when we think about what the future of our black family looks like and 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 what the future of, of, of what we look like as a community um, for the next several generations is going to be how we are able to recapture the mind. And shameless plug, that's why black media is so important, because to those four points that, you know, four, uh, what you call them? Uh, what you call them, Lethal? Yeah, Lethal, the four attributes. Is he froze? No, he's, he's like, you know, trying to figure that shit out because he's lethal, man. He's Morpheus. He's like, it's, it's, man. it's up to y'all to figure the shit out. What, right. what do they call the four way? The four estates. Okay, four so the estates. four estates, you know, one of them in this country being media because it captures our mind. And so, yeah, absolutely. Like black media is so important, right? So y'all should, you know, be up in those super chats, making sure that you support black media. But it's important for us to change that narrative. Like we, like Shay and I were very intentional about this because of how important it is for us to recapture our minds and retell our narratives because those narratives are so caught up inside of colonialism, inside of the idea of white supremacy, inside of the, you know, concepts and constructs that don't necessarily work for us. Thank you for that, Jack. No, that's so huge. And Yo, you guys are tuning in because you're a part of how we're changing the narrative and why we're changing the narrative. One thing we like to do though, before we leave you at Seven Generations Black, we like to hit you with a mindset moment because it's all about changing your perspective. Maybe you heard something here today that made you say, hmm, and we show you how far and deep the rabbit hole goes. As we think about the black family structure, as we think about what it looks like for the future of the black family, can you all just give me a mindset moment shift to ensure that we have seven generations of blackness, seven generations of wealth, seven generations of legacy, seven generations of black families. I'm still gonna get married, I'm gonna do it my way. Um, so can we can just give what that mindset moment is. I'm gonna let our um, honorable protector start us off, Mr. Lethal, if you can hit us with what that looks like. Okay, so I want everybody to do me a favor. Oh, shit. For the panel, except for the panel, except for the panel, right? Okay. I was like. I want everybody to close their eyes. And I want you to imagine or vision 
the number six on the ground and it's about six feet big right and you have one person standing on the bottom of it and one person standing on the other side the top of it what will be considered the top of it right one person sees the number nine the other person sees the number six you understand what i'm saying so who's right who's wrong i say that to say this from our ancestors just because you are right does not mean that they are wrong right all it means is that you just haven't seen life from their side thank you for that, that if i would have knew you were gonna do that we would just end it with that i don't have to talk anymore More for you. thank you for coming right. god bless and good night <laughs> right and, and good night folks like get your grief tablet and go like hair grease and love uh, all right perspective perspective yes mindset moment a song mindset moment uh, i I really love what, what Theo said at the end here when he talks about uh, the whole aspect of, of freeing the mind piece of it. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm about supporting black business, but, you know, let's let's not forget that BET was owned by a black man now who could give a good goddamn about black people as a whole. So we have to dig a little deeper than just black right so it's not just seven generations black it's it's, it's a liberated yeah. mindset that we're talking about and with the liberated mindset i'm you know if i i think that opens us up and we should be open to um to what that entails right and so i i love i love black love because it's 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 man Black love is not, it's not some easy shit. I, I see, I see, I see my sister smiling, but y'all know black love is that shit, man. Like if you could make that shit work for 40 years, Jice, like, and see, if you just did a backstory of what that 40 years actually was, mm. Lord. Right. We have to have a second conversation because, right. you know, when we talk about what it really means to be in there for better or for worse, and when we talk mm -hmm. about what it looks like to really build that legacy and to be able to move through um, and, 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 you know, move through certain mm -hmm. things because life is real. But let's not get into your mindset moment. In closing on my mindset moment, I would just say that, uh, you know, that Becky and Karen, you know, they need love and, and and they need you know black people are here to heal the planet and so you know <laughs> let us be clear that okay. let us be I clear never laugh. <laughs> yeah that's a good idea i would disappear yeah. today. <laughs> 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 you might have one of the best panels you've ever seen in this world <laughs> My girl, Jice Johnson, can you give me your mindset moment for the future of the Black family and to sustain the oh, Black family? Oh, oh, my goodness. I'm too through. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, oh, my goodness. What is my mindset moment for all of this? Um, <laughs> I think my mindset moment is, I think we have to think about legacy. And I think because we have been in such a space, um, in such a space, you know, and we've been forced into this space uh, that we are often in this like survival mode and we think about ourselves. Um, and I see that show up in so many places, but I think in order for us to secure our legacy and in order for us to secure the black family in whatever construct that looks like, um, yeah. I think it, it requires, you know, for us to uh, spend that, spend some time really healing 
um, so that we can move forward uh, generationally without continuing to pass on that that um, trauma inside of our DNA. And we see people talk, you know, about these generational curses and we say like, it stops here with me. And I think what starts here with me is healing in my DNA and passing that on seven generations forward. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Thank you. My God, it's a Shop Talk Live, Theo E.J. Wilson, your mindset moment. Thank you. I think we have to have the mindset that seven generations black could mean that seven generations from now black may not be an applicable term for us because of the fact that black is a term that came with colonization. Let's be real. Before we were black, we were Mandinka and Fulani and Akan and Wolof and Hausa and Mende and all that, right? And so when we reclaim our identity, if we really are about this decolonization, we may shed this very thing known as black. So we have to figure out what that may look like. That means contingency plans. Like we have to, like anybody who's a planner has contingency plans. And you have to look at the trajectory of our people and see what can you do to make sure that your lineage is shot into that future. You know what I mean? Like I, as a person, you know, when it came to the odds of dating, cause you know, when I was looking, you know, back when I was looking, uh, you know, in, in a world full of Cardi B's, shall I say. And I got a Malcolm mind, you feel me? Like I got a Malcolm mind trying to sift through Cardi's out here. It was, it was, it was very difficult. But what I kept in mind was all I need is one. All I need is one. See what I'm saying? All that's, all the odds, all the, these girls beyond that, all I need is one. And there was a few things that I needed, and one of them is being family-minded, you know what I'm saying? And with that, with my lineage, I'll say the mindset is be mindful that this term black may not apply seven generations from now. What will? What will? And aim for that. That is beautiful. Remember, this is uh, an amazing family, my seven generations family. But remember, families like music, there's some high notes and some low notes, but it's always a beautiful song, and it's worth singing, you guys. Family doesn't have to be perfect, but we have to be united to make our next move our best move. This is Seven Generations Black. We're here each and every Tuesday for you. Tune in with us 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you haven't went over to YouTube, subscribe at CTM Media. And remember, peace and love, family. Until next time, hustle hard for your Seven Generations Black. We appreciate you. Peace.